Chapter 22 I flew to Rachel's room that night. I couldn't sleep, and I was literally starving, but the last thing I could think about was hunting. She'd gone to sleep early, but had left the window open. I fluttered in and landed on her desk. When I realized she was asleep, I started to leave. No, wait, don't go, she said, rubbing the sleep out of her eyes and sitting up. She did not turn on a light. I was relieved, somehow. You missed the meeting, Rachel said. Yeah, sorry. What did you guys decide to do about Beck? Rachel tousled her hair. Jake came up with the idea that the Yurks would probably try to use him to trap the other free hork Bajir. Yeah? This facility the hork Bajir wouldn't tell you about? The one where they've been raiding to free the other hork Bajir? Jake figures they'll take Beck there, as bait. Or at least that's what Jake wants to believe, I said resentfully. Jara and Ket and Toby trusted me with that information. Maybe Jake's just looking for an excuse to squeeze the hork Bajir to reveal this place to us. Rachel looked at me like she was going to argue. Then she kind of laughed. Maybe. Jake has gotten more subtle. It doesn't matter. We don't have another lead. Either Beck is at this site, or he's down in the yurt pool, or he's dead. In any case, we're going in tomorrow in broad daylight. School's out for a teacher's conference. I cringed. I told Jara and Kat and Toby I'd get that little hork back. We almost did. It's not your fault the Yurks got him. I let that go. It was my fault. But there was no point in the two of us going, Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. All night. Axe and I followed that Arya woman... I said. Yeah, Axe mentioned that. I... I think she may be for real. Not that it matters, really. I mean, you know. Rachel climbed out of bed and came over to sit at the desk close to me. Of course it matters, Tobias. She's family, and she wants to take care of you. I forced a laugh. <laughs> yeah, that'll work out real well. Hi, Cousin Aria. It's me, Tobias. No, over here, the bird. Yes, your cousin is a red-tailed hawk. Surprise! You don't have to be. I pretended not to know what she was talking about. What? Tobias, you have the power to become human again. Fully human. Uh-huh. You can go to this woman as a human. You can be Tobias again. You can have a family, someone around to take care of you. I don't need anyone to take care of me, I bristled. Rachel jumped up suddenly. Tobias, don't play dumb. You know what I mean. You think I don't know that you're going hungry? I can look at you and see it. Something is wrong lately. I mean, I saw you... 
Never mind. My heart was in my throat. What? I almost screamed. You saw me what? Eat that... That roadkill? How is that any different from what you do? Or any human? You go to the supermarket and buy beef or pork or chicken that's been dead for weeks. I don't care that you ate the roadkill. Stop being an idiot. I care about you. And when I see you doing that, I know things are going wrong for you. But you're off in your own little hawk world, and no one is allowed to help you. You'd rather starve than ask for help. You can't even admit that your life may suck, because then you'll feel weak. I'm a hawk, I snapped. A bird of prey. When we're weak, we die. That's the law for us. I'm not a human being. Not anymore. No one helps a hawk. A hawk lives by his eyes and wings and talons. You're a hawk? Rachel sneered. You talk, Tobias. You read. You have emotions. Those are human things, not hawk things. I know! I know! Don't you think I know? That's why I'm going hungry. Because I'm not hawk enough. That's why I let Beck get away. Because I was human enough to care more about my pain and fear than I cared about doing what I had to do. That's just stupid, Rachel said angrily. It doesn't even make sense. You know what? You have to make a choice, Tobias. You can be a hawk. But you will never, ever, not in a million years, be a pure, true hawk. If you want to stay a hawk, you'll be like you are now. Confused. Conflicted. Torn up inside. Never knowing what you really are. Or... Or you can be human again. All human. You can live with the Arya woman and eat at the table and sleep in a bed. And never fly. I said. Never fly again. Never see with Hawk's eyes. Never morph again. I know you guys would all be nice to me, but I'd lose all of you. I'd lose being an Animorph. You wouldn't lose me, Rachel said. For a long while, neither of us spoke. Then Rachel, in a whisper, said, What am I supposed to do, Tobias? I'm a girl. You're a bird. This is way past Romeo and Juliet, Montagues and Capulets. This isn't Kate Winslet and Leo DiCaprio coming from different social groups or whatever. It's not like you're black and I'm white, like Cassie and Jake. No one but a moron cares about that. We are... We can't hold hands, Tobias. We can't dance. We can't go to a movie together. I... God, Rachel, don't you think I know all that? Don't you think I want to have all that? But I can't keep changing. I can't keep becoming something different. One more change, Tobias. Back to human. You'd be free of this stupid war and free of all the danger of living as a hawk. I wouldn't have to worry about you anymore. I couldn't take anymore. I just couldn't. It was too much. I felt like I'd explode if I didn't get away from her. I couldn't be that near to her. Couldn't. I turned and prepared to fly. Tobias. It's tomorrow, by the way. Your birthday. I had Marco hack into the school records. It's tomorrow you have to see the lawyer and Arya. Whatever happens there, whatever you decide, come see me afterward, okay? Maybe we can have a cake with a candle. 
I spread my wings and flew away. Chapter 23 I didn't sleep a lot that night. Talking to Rachel had not exactly made me feel peaceful. In the morning, in a couple of hours, we would all go to the hork I would ask them where their secret Yurk facility was. We would tell them that's where the Yurks had Beck. Maybe that would even be the truth. There would be a battle. Maybe we'd survive, and maybe not. And then I would have a different battle to fight. One with myself. Human or hawk? What was I? I sat in my tree and clutched my perch and stared out across the meadow. The hunger was terrible now. Terrible enough to leave me weak. If I didn't eat, I would not have the strength to fly to the hork I would not make it to the battle. Was that so important? Hadn't I done enough? Hadn't I paid a high enough price? I could morph to human. Stay human. Eat as human. No fighting over territory. No fighting yurks. And I would still have Rachel. Such a simple decision. So easy. Any fool knew the answer. Be human. Be human. I spotted the slight movement of grass in the dim pre-dawn light. The rabbit coming out to feed. So cautious now. She'd lost one baby. Then I saw the other hawk. He was waiting. He was watching me. And I knew right then, today was the day. He could see my weakness. He knew he could take me. I began to shake, to tremble, some combination of hunger and fear and emotions too numerous to list. I saw the rabbits clearly. They were mine for the taking. But I knew the terrible vision that awaited me. I knew that as I descended on my prey, I would become that prey. It was the human in me. I had to fight it. If I wanted to be a hawk, I had to destroy the part of me that felt, the part of me that cried for the creatures I killed. No predator could feel for his prey. I could not allow myself to feel the terror I inflicted, feel the pain I caused. That does it, I told the other hawk. This is stupid. I'm not fighting you. I'm not going to kill those helpless creatures. I'm done with this. I'm a human being. I fluttered to the ground, and I began to morph. Morph to human. No, not yet, I told myself. The others are counting on me still. The hork are counting on me. Later, after the battle. Then I can morph to human and go to Arya. I flapped my wings and rose into the air. I needed food, and I had seen a cat killed by a passing car. Just this one last time. Then, I would put it all behind me. One last time, picking the dead animal flesh from the pavement. One last humiliation. One last battle. And I would be done forever. It was my birthday, after all. A good day to be reborn. I found the cat. I ate as much of it as I could hold. Chapter 24 We, the Animorphs, stood before the Freehork Bajir. I rested on a low branch and did the talking. 
I told them about our failed rescue attempt. I explained our guess that Beck was at whatever facility the Freehork Majir had been raiding. A trap, Toby said. Yes. And you want to step into that trap, anyway? We have no choice. We will free Beck. We only need you to tell us the exact location of this facility. Toby considered this for a moment. Even now, it was weird talking to our Hulk Bashir, who could think and speak on my level. And maybe a little over my level at times. We'll go with you, Toby said. No, no, Jake said. We work alone. Besides, we're just going to grab one little Hork Bajir. We don't need a whole army. Toby said, This is a trap. But it is a trap because the Yurks expect us to come after Beck. We must do the unexpected. We must surprise them even as we step into their trap. I looked at Jake. Jake raised an eyebrow at me in surprise. I told you, Toby ain't your average Hork Bajir. I said to Jake in private thought speak. The Yurks expect a rescue mission. Or at worst, a raid like the ones we have carried out. Stealthy. In and out. Quickly disappearing into the forest. Toby explained. What do you want instead? Jake asked her. Toby got a hard look in her eyes. Attack! Destroy the entire facility! Even if it means destroying other hork even if it means losing Beck. Even I was shocked. That's awfully harsh, Toby. She smiled grimly. The Yurks must not be allowed to think that they can use hostages against us. Aren't you kind of missing the point? Cassie said quietly. I thought the point was to save Beck. No, Toby said. The point is to defeat the Yurks. We must be strong. Once we free a hork he must never be taken again. Do you think the Yurks will respect you? They won't. They'll come after you harder, Cassie pointed out. Toby nodded. That is true. But the hork will respect themselves. A fool is strong so that others will see. A wise person is strong for himself. The hork will be strong for the hork That way, when the Yurks are all gone... We will still be strong. Fair enough, Jake said. Marco stepped forward and jerked his thumb at Rachel. Toby, meet Rachel. You two can visit the psychiatrist together. She's right, Rachel said. Someone pushes you, you push back. Doesn't matter who it is. You have to make the other guy pay a price. Cassie rolled her eyes. That's like a perfect rationalization for gang warfare. World War II, Rachel shot back. The Nazis push, you push back. If you don't, they kill you anyway. Northern Ireland? The Middle East? Cassie said. Marco said, They send one of you sh- to the hospital. You send one of theirs to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Cassie and Rachel both just stared at him. Sean Connery and the Untouchables, he said, disbelieving. Come on, don't you people have cable? Ah, Sean Connery. I thought you were doing Urkel, Cassie teased. Marco is Urkel, Rachel said. It took Toby just minutes to assemble the Hork-Bajir. Ten of them ended up coming with us. 
More would have come, but we insisted some be left behind. Just in case. Ten hork and the six of us. Not exactly an army. But not exactly a group to laugh at, either. If I went through with my decision to become human, it would be my last battle. We traveled along the valley to its furthest end. It was a good walk. The valley was big enough to house a lot more hork The Elemist had been looking ahead when he'd chosen it. Oi, fight you! A hork I didn't know said to me as I fluttered along, keeping pace with the group. What? In Yorkpool, before, I fight you. He grinned and pointed to a nasty scar above his left eye. Then he pantomimed a bird coming down and breaking his face with its talons. Well, the good say, ah! Oh. I did that? I'm sorry. No sorry, fall to gut not free. He tapped his head with one long claw. Fall to gut have yerk. No free. Good. Hawk Bajir and humans, friends, Toby say. It was a long speech for a Hork Bajir. Fall to gut seemed worn out by it. I wondered about the image of Hork Bajir and humans living side by side if the yurks were defeated. Humans killed one another over skin color or eye shape or because they prayed differently to the same god. Hard to imagine humans welcoming seven-foot-tall goblins into the local Boy Scout troop when they couldn't even manage to tolerate some gay kid. Get pushed? Push back. Toby had already seen it. She knew that the hork would need to be strong to defend themselves against humans once the Yurks were defeated. Get pushed? Push back. The only way. No, not the only way. There was another way. Don't push to begin with. It's the aggressors who start the cycle. It's the guy who wakes up in the morning and decides he can't get through the day without finding someone to attack, to insult, to hurt. But where does that leave you? Letting jerks dictate your reactions? Always sinking to the level of whatever creep comes along? My mind went to that other hawk, the one who wanted my territory. There it was. Push and push back. But it wasn't a good comparison, was it? That hawk wasn't human. All he had was instinct. Couldn't blame him for doing what was natural. So maybe humans were no better. Maybe you couldn't blame a human animal for just being an animal. Except that my hawk opponent had no choice, no free will. He'd never heard, blessed are the peacemakers, or I have a dream, or all men are created equal. It suddenly occurred to me, right then, for the first time, that what I thought was so unique about me, that I was half-instinctive predator and half-human being, wasn't so unique after all. Every human, Jake, Rachel, Marco, Cassie, all humans, kind of live on that edge between savage and saint. And the thing is, that sometimes, when you get pushed, you do have to push back. And other times, you have to turn the other cheek. I saw the scar on Faltagut's face. I'd put it there. I'd been trying to kill him at the time, because he'd been trying to kill me. Now we were on the same side. I guess the trick is to figure out when to do which thing. When to fight, when to let up. A balancing act. And even if I went back to being fully human in body and mind, that balancing act wouldn't go away. 
Maybe realizing that should have made me feel bad. But it didn't. Just made me feel... human. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel, and uh, it is that time of year again where I complain about how hot it is um, and apologize for how the end-of-show note sound quality might sound because I'm not closing this window for anybody. But enough of that. Uh, I got a great message through email. That's audiomorphscast at gmail.com if you'd like to write in. Uh, from Nick, who uh, wrote me an email titled, Keep Up the Good Work. I discovered your podcast a little while ago through Reddit. I read some of these books when I was a kid, but wasn't able to ever find all the books to read them. Although since I've started listening to... Excuse me. Although since I started listening to them, I've realized I read more than I remembered originally. Anyway, I was hesitant at first when I heard about it, because I'm a little picky about my audiobooks. I've listened to some readers who just ruined the whole experience for me because of poor quality. But man, have I been blown away. Your voices are great and easily distinguishable, and you read with perfect emphasis on the right parts. I've thoroughly enjoyed listening so far, and I've still got like two years worth of episodes to catch up on. But I've been blowing through them, so I'll so I'll be caught up before long, I'm sure. Another little thing. I know a lot of people pref- I know a lot of people prefer the supercuts. To having un- <laughs> Sorry. Wow. My, uh, my mouth got away from me there. I know a lot of people prefer the supercuts to have uninterrupted books, but I actually enjoy listening to your post-show notes, so I prefer the separate episodes. It's been fun to see your growth as a reader and just your podcast journey in general. Hope you're able to see this through to the end. You're killing it so far. Signed, Nick. Uh, thank you so much for writing in, Nick. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed these little, uh, mini-episodes we do in between the supercuts. Uh, I'm glad someone out there is listening to my in-show notes. No, it's not just you. I've, I've had, uh, two or three other people write in saying they prefer this way, and power to you guys. I'm, I'm glad you like to listen to me ramble and, uh, grow as, as a podcast, podcaster, I guess, technically. <laughs> um, definitely, though, I, I feel like I listened to that back to, uh, some of my older work, and I'm like, wow. What a journey. <laughs> anyway, thank you for writing in, Nick. If you'd like to write in like Nick, uh, there's a variety of ways. You can do it through Gmail. That's once again, audiomorphscast at gmail.com. You can do it through Tumblr. That's audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. You can do it through my website. That's theapocalypse.com. Like Apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. Um, and you can also reach me on Twitter. That's at audiomorphs, which is also where you should check if, uh, like last week, I'm ever a little late uploading, I will post and let you guys know what's going on, or at least when I expect to have it up. Um, if you use Apple Podcasts and would like to leave me a rating review, I sure wouldn't mind that either. Uh, heard it helps with the algorithm or something, although I see, I see the metrics. A lot of you listen on Spotify. Spotify is very big for podcasts right now. Um, does Spotify have ratings and reviews? If Spotify has ratings and reviews, first write in and let me know how I can read them. Then second, go leave me a rating and review on Spotify. <laughs> uh, other than that, um, we are we're getting we're getting up there in the numbers, folks. We're almost uh, through with this one. A uh, lot of lot of talking in this one. A lot of uh, philosophical musing from Tobias. Um, fine for a twelve year old, I guess. Uh, Cassie's wrong about Northern Ireland. <laughs> But she's 12, it's fine. Um, 
Anyway, thank you all for listening, and um, I will see you all next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight. We fight.